that's the sound of the second round horn. I'm your host, Chris Wilde. With me, as always, is Burbank Hank. Oh, I'm fired up, man. Woo, big win. I am so fired up. We have... It really just was such an eye-opener for me today, thinking, oh my gosh, last year we didn't make the second round. We got knocked out of the first round by the defending champions, the the would-be Western Conference champions, Warriors, who then Never lost heard of to them. Kawhi. Never heard of them. <laughs> yeah. How, that, real quick, how great is it? Watching playoffs without the stupid Warriors stinking oh, it up. Oh, so it's so great. It's so great. is it? Here's one thing I can tell you right now. We will not have to match up with them ever in these playoffs, and it feels good. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. We will never have to look at stupid babyface Steph Curry with his weird pubis beard. We're never going to have to look at that. We're never going to have to look at sulky Joe Clay Thompson. Ugh. Ugh. And Draymond Dirty Green. But look. Last year, the Clippers got knocked out of round one. The year before, they didn't make the playoffs. The year before that, we got knocked out of round one by, I believe it was the Jazz. The year before that, we got knocked out of round one by the Portland Trailblazers. It's been horrible these past four five years. years. It's and been everyone, five years since we made. Yeah, five years. Since we won a playoff series. Five years. Since we, and the last time we won a playoff series, was versus Kawhi Leonard Spurs in round yeah. one. Remember that? Isn't that crazy? Yes, it is crazy. Five years is a long time. And I think that was kind of the beginning of the end for Kawhi and his Spurs uh, relationship because things went real sour after that seven-game series when the Spurs were the champs. Am I wrong, no, Hank? It's Am all going to be every Hank? year from here Sheesh. on out for Kawhi is going to be B.C., and AC. It's every everything he references in his career is going to be before Clippers and after Clippers. So he really you know, has the chance to be the first player in NBA history to be an NBA Finals MVP with three teams. It's never been done. Him, Kareem, and LeBron James have done it with two teams each, and so there's three guys that have ever done it. Well, that he guy, showed us Kawhi some Leonard stuff tonight. Man. Has been he, you know, so solid. He's a oh, first so round solid. Hall of Famer. Easily, easily. Oh First yeah. Round, all of oh yeah. Well, listen. Let, Unanimous. We'll, we'll we'll get we will get to Kawhi because there are some there's some numbers to be discussed about Kawhi in these playoffs. Um, yes, please. Uh, but but truly, you know, we we were both. I'm not going to say that I was nervous about whether or not we would win this game. I felt very sure in my heart, in my Burbank tank, that we were going to beat them. Um, yes. But we my, were brimming but, with but such you confidence never know. You last never know. episode we, that we skipped. We were brimming with such confidence after last episode because we just clobbered them by over 40 points that we didn't even stick around for the press conference heard around the world. No, we, we didn't just even hear tr- it. <laughs> we didn't even hear it until, the, <laughs> until after. We were done. Until after we were done. We were done. And we ca- we started texting and calling each texting and then eventually calling each other saying, right. um, should we tack this on to the end of the podcast? And both of us felt like well, also, how can we put this at the end of our podcast when we literally never addressed it and ne- like we weren't somber. We weren't we just were fired up from the no, win. We were fired up after the uh, biggest slobber knocker W in Clipper playoff history. But man, third D- best Rivers. score in playoff history. Sure. Sure, but man, oh, Doc, no, Doc Rivers, Rivers. There's a reason why these guys he love was him. There's a Barack reason. Barack Obama. Barack Obama tweeted out Doc Rivers' press conference. That's massive. That is yeah. literally like massive. Well, next do you level. think? Do you think that it's what jumped everything else off? Do you think that it was Doc's candor um, and emotional uh, experience I think at his sure. that started I, all of this, or is it just that absolutely. we feel that way because we're in our Clippers bubble? Pardon the expression. It, I mean, wasn't I he the first? When Barack, but it wasn't like, look, Barack Obama is not a Clipper fan. He's a Bulls fan. And he was the president. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like Barack yeah. Obama tweeted out Doc Rivers' post-game press conference, and everyone kept talking about it. And I do think that they were all trapped in that bubble and watched Doc because they're all watching each other play. And I do think they watched Doc's press conference. And I do think Milwaukee Bucks said, you know what? Screw this. 
Forget it. This is nonsense. We're not playing. Well, and, and listen, I, it was my it was crazy. My understanding is that the Bucks didn't talk to any other players or teams before they made their decision, and they weren't making it. It would be easy for me to imagine as a player, like, man, if we're going to do this, we better talk to the other teams so it's not like so no one just accepts our forfeit or whatever, which, of course, the other team didn't accept, and so they also walked out. But apparent, my understanding is that the Bucks did not do that. Uh, they just decided, no, we're not going to play. We're going to make a stand. It and seemed to me like really it was care. one guy. It was one player, I believe it was George Hill, don't quote me, who started the whole thing saying, you know, this is wrong and we should do something. And then the whole team said, yeah, you're right, because it's happening in our state where we play basketball, and this is bigger than a game. And then they went on strike, and the entire professional sports world followed suit. It was fantastically fascinating. Wow, the whole thing was crazy. And then also the Clippers-centric side of me said, wow, the Clippers beat the Mavs so hard they actually just shut down basketball. They just <laughs> shut it down for well, three I, days. I, it just goes to show you, it just goes to show you the social conscience of this league and how supported they feel by their commissioner. Um and and it made the the other great thing that came out of the press conference, of course, after being so dogged. Um, was Paul George coming out about uh, the anxiety and depression that he was experiencing in the bubble. Absolutely. And I have yep. to admit, you know, I don't think we ever dragged Paul George. We made comments about his game, but I don't think we ever were dragging him in that way. But it is easy to forget um, because, oh, I, I said, because everyone goes I to made... the – wait, wait, please. Everyone goes yeah. to the millionaires and billionaires argument of like, what do these guys have to complain Ugh. about? They have so much more money than me. And it's oh, easy stop. to forget these guys are also separated from their families – and on top These guys of that, are also just guys. They're and just then guys. they're then they're under the close scrutiny of a country full of Twitter heads who are cruel, who are just oh, playing man. cruel. So I think it was pretty. I exciting. tweeted something cruel about Paul George. I said. It's really hard to get these W's when we don't have Patrick Beverly or Paul George active in the playoffs or something snarky. Well, <laughs> well, he wasn't. Well. He, he said it. I was mentally checked out of three games. And thank God his teammates came to his rescue. And thank God he didn't just put it in a bottle and have it explode. He actually talked his way through it. And yeah. he was a and great, bold leader in that way. He was. And it was pretty, first of all, wonderful to see him make that statement. Um, and it was even more wonderful to see how his team and also other players on other teams yes. approached him and said, hey, man, I've been dealing with the same thing. And now I'm going to backpedal because we talked a Please couple do. of casts ago about uh, how I, d I didn't personally think it was a good idea to open up the bubble to friends and family. And after experiencing those comments from Paul George and from the other players you were wrong, um, about that, and on top of that, what they're you experiencing, were dead wrong, Hank. so many of them are so deeply entrenched in their communities. You know, there was someone who posted on social media in one of, one of my social medias, um, an old, old friend saying, maybe these guys ought to try to make a difference in their community. That is literally what every NBA player does. They all have foundations. They're all trying to make pushes to improve their community. Um, I remember guys you said stuck. it's going to be good. It, I remember it, you said it's going to be good to have no distractions and no baby mama drama. And I fought you tooth and nail. And I said, you're well, wrong, Hank. I, I'm you're dead wrong. I, I had thought, oh, these guys are like a fraternity who are having a great time hanging out with their boys and all that stuff. And what I'm learning now a is a little that, bit of that. that. It's not, but it's not enough. It's not enough. No, and they're all freaking out. It's their support systems that keep them, first of all, that keep all of us sane, but even more so mm -hmm. when you are under such close scrutiny from oh, everyone at all times. You go sure. to your family who don't care and say, hey, forget it. You're still our guy. We still love you, all of yeah. that. So, so, so. And, and, and your family can say to you, hey, get off social media. It's driving you crazy. Yeah. Why don't you yeah. go play with your kids? Why don't you go read a book? You know, what I mean, your family can literally smack some sense into you, whereas your buddy, who's also a professional basketball player, who's also staring at his phone, who's also bored out of his mind, isn't going to be like, "Well, why don't we get off social media and read a book and go fishing?" Like, it literally takes your family member to tell you that. But look, friends, friends. Yeah, friends, and by and by friends, the way, Clipper Paul Nation. George. And by the way, Paul George came out tonight. He made the first Clipper bucket. He went three great. for he went three for four to start. He had seven mm -hmm. points right out of the gate. At the same time that Marcus Morris had seven points, and and who knows how much further Marcus Morris would have gone if he hadn't been so dirty. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, it was such a, I thought like, it just, he deserved the ejection. You probably don't think so. It was tough 
defense from Mook, oh, no, it's a, Marcus sure. Morris, yes. education reform Followed senior. Followed by that a flagrant, too. Tough. <laughs> and then Luka, by the way, Boban saved Luka Doncic from going after him and then him yeah. getting ejected because yeah. Luka really wanted to throw a did punch you, and did Boban you see, sat on that grenade. Did you see the grenade. slow motion? Did you see the slow motion replay of Luka getting up? He got up like a dude, lo- eyes locked with Morris, who was going to try Charged. to choke Marcus and Morris. It, he w- it was yes, crazy. and it's exactly why Marcus Morris did it, and it was hoping that they would both get thrown out, and then peace. I don't think Marcus Morris is dirty. I think that's just don't come in the paint, son. Do oh, not buddy, come well, in the paint. Don't stun me. We're going to uh, knock man, you down. Listen, it's easy. We're in a different era of basketball these days, right? So everyone is really freaking out about it. And, yes, he hacked him, and, yes, the second shot was a – But he listen, he deserved yeah. to be thrown out. But did does no one It wasn't as bad as the groin punch and the headbutt that happened in the other in the in the what in the other game. I don't even remember Fair, who. But also I listen, I'm not even talking about Bill Lampier days. Like I'm not even talking about dirty, dirty thirty years ago basketball. Like it, it, twenty years ago well, I'm not talking about 35 years ago, 23 years ago, whatever it was. You had Dennis Rodman, who was fouling and was rough. And, of course, now we have we have different rules to protect players. Um, it's not Good like stuff. he swept his legs out from underneath no, him. No, so not He at took all. a headshot, but I think it was a fair ejection. I think that that ejection was warranted, he, and it, it was He fine. put a body on him. He put a body on him. He put a, no, he put his pay, elbow man. on his head. He didn't put a body on him. He put an elbow down oh, on his he head. Had two, he had two hands up, and both hands came down, and maybe an elbow grazed no, part No, it wasn't of, a graze. It was like, not a graze. It was graze. a graze. It was, just a, it was like a love tap. It was like an elbow love tap. But but who For knows God's what a blowout it could have been because Morris ended up with, I want to say, nine points off the top of my head. I'm not looking yes. at the line right nine now. Nine points uh, in 11 minutes, it, and he was shooting it, four out of five. He was playing lights out. But you know what? Sometimes you got to do other things. Um, and Kawhi Leonard great. is such a beast. I mean, he is the Steady. best clipper. We Steady. have ever seen, and I am here to tell you right now, because Kawhi Leonard got the Clippers out of the first round, arguably single-handedly, honestly, because he was the most consistent by far. With the, I mean, there's no contest. You can argue who was the second best player, and the argument would probably be Ivica Zubats or Marcus Morris. Maybe Paul George because of a couple of game heroics, but not really. Anyway, Kawhi Leonard getting the Clippers out of the first round finally in less than seven. Boom. Put him on the Clipper all-time Mount Rushmore. Just do yeah. it. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. On. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's here now. And him. I didn't want to put him on. Remember, we had this discussion with the Locked On Clippers guys. I said he's got to yeah, do something they, in the Yeah, and I remember I did fought it. them on that. I fought them on that. I fought you on it. I, I was right then. I'm everyone, right now. tooth and nail. I've never right. been wrong. Ever. You can go back to no, old episodes. I didn't say he would have been right. He wasn't every ready time. Then. He wasn't ready then, but I He's do want to say now. this. I do want to say yeah. this about Kawhi. Um, he didn't actually have an incredible shooting first quarter. I want to say he didn't he didn't get his first bucket until like in the second quarter, maybe in the last like oh, couple stop. of minutes oh, second. No, no, it's true. He didn't start he didn't start or, or the first quarter. Of I guess course the first he quarter. scored a basket in this first Sorry, quarter. You it dirty was, there dog. were nine listen to me closely. There were 90 mm-hmm. seconds left in the first quarter when he made his first bucket. But Doesn't he was matter. making— Doesn't it, matter. No, hey, g- hey, genius, let me finish my sentence, and you'll understand that that's exactly what I'm saying. He he mm-hmm. was playing such great defense. He was getting—he he trapped on one end and got a rebound on that end. He literally was crushing on the other end of the court, and that's what's kind Him of exciting about Kawhi did. Leonard— He's so steady Eddie. When he misses a shot, he's that guy that turns around and goes and gets a steal. When he misses Him a and shot, Paul he George turns defended around and gets, Luka gets a rebound. Even the, Oh, absolutely. Oh, he's like he's he's the rock. That's why he's on the Mount Rushmore, because he is the rock that is slow and steady. He is the rock that the Clippers that the foundation is built on. Much like we would always say, oh, all of this happened because of Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin brought Chris Paul and Doc Rivers, but it didn't get us anywhere. They went to the playoffs uh, six times, I believe it was, in the Chris Paul-Blake Griffin era. They got out of the first round three times. The first time, they get swept by the Spurs. 
The second time they lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder. The third time they lose to the Houston Rockets in seven. They have literally never made it past the second round ever in franchise history. But the big three, who's laughable, by the way, because it shouldn't be the big three era Clippers. It should be the Lob City era Clippers, who only got out of the first round a whopping big three times. And every time it took them seven to get there. The last time we got out of the first round, like I said earlier, was versus Kawhi's Spurs. The time before that was versus Mark Jackson's Warriors. The very next season, the Warriors would go on to be the champions. So here we are, finally, in round two, in less than seven, something we haven't done since 2006 in front of your eyes at Staples Center when we beat the then Denver Nuggets. Is that correct, Hank? You were there, man. Uh, that is correct. Yes. And I was there. And not who with were we you, led by? So it didn't who, feel right. <laughs> who were we led by in that know. series? I don't remember. Sam Cassell. That's oh, yeah, exactly that who. That seems and right. he would be it. And here we are back with Sam Cassell undefeated as a head coach, a perfect one and oh, the only undefeated coach in the bubble, I guess, because he's one and oh in the bubble. But look, here we are finally in round two. And what I love, and I this is not round two preview, P.S. We're going to talk all about game six and the W. What I love is that the Jazz and the Nuggets are duking it out. They played after in what could have been a decisive game six win for the Jazz to face us. But guess what? The Nuggets won, and now in 48 hours, they're going to seven. So we get extra rest for Patrick Beverly. We get extra rest to gloat in our wonderful Series 1 W. But it ain't enough. That's not the goal. We got one down, one series down, three series to go. But I love that we get the extra time and the game seven, which I will be watching and glued to the screen, Nuggets Jazz on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, wait. yeah, man. But congratulations, now, listen, now it's time. Congratulations, Hank. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, now, it's now it's time. Now it's time for us to start studying our opponents. I never really wanted to talk about who we were going to match up with. I, well, I'm very who, excited and also, to watch that game for sure. Exactly. We're going to watch that game. We're going we're gonna to see who we're going up against. And then, of course, we'll do our due diligence. But what's the point in doing it now? We don't know who we're facing. I'm not going to study two teams. We're only going to face one. Well, I don't you're, care. You're just going to watch the – yeah, exactly. You're going to watch that game for the fun of watching a Game 7. It's the only Game 7 of these playoffs, if I'm correct. So it's going to be very fun to watch it and enjoy the drama of it. I do want to say, too – there's a culture shift happening right now, Clipper Nation, and you need to wrap your head around it. I've talked about mm. this many times. The night that Blake Griffin took the court with the microphone and chastised the season ticket holders for not supporting the Clippers and being rowdy and being loud. And I turned to Chris and said, hey, man, he's got Can a point. Yell that? I, I, he's got a point. However, did Blake just for, yell at us? At that point for 13 seasons, I believe it was. We have watched a team that had the lead almost always at the half and almost always in the third quarter and then lost by 25. And that included the Lob City era at times. That is what we mm. had been trained to expect and to fall apart in the playoffs and to go seven games after being up many games. There needs to be a right. culture shift. And on la in last night's game, Kawhi Leonard had a didn't get his first bucket until 90 seconds left in the first quarter. I wasn't nervous. And as I no, was not, we were down five. As, we were down listen, five at the end of one. That's right. As the Mavs, I want to point out, went on a sixteen to six run to be up five. Yes. And I sat there yeah. and thought, and, and then I sat Marcus there and Morris thought, gets thrown out. What an interesting, what an interesting thing that's happening right now. I still think we're going to win this game. I'm oh, not yeah, freaking out. Like what a shift. No. And sure enough, no. Kawhi Leonard came into the second quarter and got right. five quick points. And next uh, thing you know, the Clippers are up five halfway through the quarter. Uh, yes. And now I will say. Five I, steals I, I for say, Kawhi. Five I steals. Oh, yeah. He, man, his line is and nice. I do, I do want to say that he I stole think my heart. In That's the first sixth half, steal because he stole my heart. Yes, go on, Hank. Neither team made more than four threes in the first half, and certainly that is some nice perimeter defense for us. Like, if you're watching sure. game six at all, uh, between Denver and the ja uh, the the Jazz and the Nuggets tonight, man, it was a Watch it a was a sh crazy shootout. Like th th defending the three is very very important. It's also really great Absolutely. that Zubats is hitting his stride exactly when he's hitting his stride. Oh, the so truth, but the so truth good. is, but the truth is, 
we just really looked like the better team. And we looked like we were all playing in the tone of Kawhi Leonard. Everybody just looked yes. relaxed. E- extra yeah. passes. Great no, shooting. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. and, and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George combined for 25 of the Clippers' first half, 57 points. I mean, that is just a great duo, and they're both steady eddies. Go ahead. Well, we led in assists better than the Mavs. But I'll tell you something, Hank. We won without needing five or six guys in double digits. I always say, oh, if we get six guys in double digits, guarantee the W, which is true. But we didn't need it tonight because we had Kawhi Leonard's steady hand, like you said, 33 points. If I can just – I'm not done – Throwing the Lob City era Clippers under the bus. I just oh, want to go. Oh, come on, real... buddy. I love the Blake Griffin's I... my favorite Clipper. Come on. I know, Don't but be... just real quick before we move on, because proving what you said true about how when Blake Griffin basically scolded 19,000 Clippers fans for not being fanatical, fanatical enough. He was not wrong, by is... the way. He was not wrong. He was not wrong. But that is that is the we truth. Sat the Clippers there fans and would watched... get quiet when we'd lose the lead because we, that because we were a we're a dog we were franchise trained. who's used to losing. We were trained. We were trained. If you touch the thing, you get electrocuted. So we stopped touching the thing. We were I'll we were trained. If you ring the, the bell, the food comes. We were Pavlovd. Okay, we were Pavlovd. I believe. So Blake's Clippers. It takes them seven games to get past the Memphis Grizzlies, and then we get swept by the Spurs. Swept by the yeah. Spurs. Yeah, true. Swept by yeah. the Spurs. Next yeah. next playoffs, we win two versus the Memphis Grizzlies, go up 2-0, and then we get the rest four. We lose four in a row, which is not a sweep per se, but when you look at the last 10 games of the Clippers playoffs at that time, which was – Chris Paul's second season, we've now lost eight out of ten of our last playoff games. And you're like, well, what the hell, dude? When we reach out and touch the thing and get electrocuted, we are trained to get electrocuted when we touch the thing. So do not chastise us, sir. And And then the next season, and then the next season, finally we go back. Okay, we, we win in seven for the crazy Sterling year nonsense, that nuttiness, right? No, 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 excuse me. That's not yet. I got ahead of myself. We, we, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, 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 ah. We beat the Warriors in seven with the Sterling nonsense, and then we beat the Spurs in seven the following year. Maybe I'm getting them mixed up, but I don't, I don't believe so. I believe the last playoff series we won was game seven versus the Spurs, which we talked about on this show with the put your shirt on. And the year before, we won in seven during the crazy Sterling Gate nonsense when we had no sponsors and the whole stadium was blacked out. Was Everything amazing. was so damn dramatic. Now, what I like about this season, as opposed to previous seasons when we would win dramatically, yeah, there was a lot of drama in the bubble in the first round of the playoffs. But it wasn't Clipper drama. It was NBA drama. It was bigger than NBA World drama. World drama, and dude. we. And and we were National a drama. part of it. We were not the cause of it. Oh, and I yeah. loved it. Yeah, I loved nice. the fact that, oh, okay, you know what? We're not getting, you know, the, the day after, the morning after game five, everyone was talking about Doc's press conference. Everyone was talking about Paul George's press conference. People had conflicting feelings about that. Everyone was talking about the Clippers until the Milwaukee Bucks said, nah, strike. And then no one was talking about the Clippers. And then everyone was talking about the NBA. And then LeBron walks out. And so does Kawhi. And the Clippers and Lakers don't want to play anymore. And then they sleep on it. And cooler heads prevail. And everything happens. But it's not just singled out. Oh, look at the Clippers. Oh, the Clippers found a way to leave round one again. No. We're back. We got through round one. We finally did it in less than seven for the first time since 2006 in 14 flipping years. And here we go, waiting for our opponent. And I'm telling you, this Clipper organization, last year Kawhi needed seven games to get past Philadelphia in round two. I don't think he needs seven games to get past Denver or Utah. I love this team. This is our time. This is our time to get further than we've ever gotten before. 
And you know every day in the playoffs is a gift, Clipper Nation. We've, we've been fans for so long. And last season, we only had six playoff games, and then the Warriors shut us down. And every home game we lost, we, we went 2-1 and one in Oakland. Kawhi Leonard went 3-0 and oh in Oakland, and I love him for it. Kawhi Leonard's now on our team, the Clippers. Yeah, the last he's time a, he's the Clippers a, won a series, they they beat Kawhi. I love it. I love how such the circle continues. Force. Like, like he's such a calming force. He's our Steady guy. Eddie. You know, we for, many, we for many years, um, I would always say in the stands, you know, what we what we really are missing is the lights out shooter who comes in when nobody can make a shot and can just start getting mm. buckets and get getting everybody back into their rhythm. And I'm starting yes. to feel like watching Kawhi Leonard um, that it isn't about the shooter; it's about the player. And I'm and I there's, the I read game. a really interesting Los Angeles Times article um, about what happened by Andrew Grief, um, and it spoke to what was going on with the with the talks Good around. Good grief! Um, or is it is it pronounced grief? Um, that I around, don't know. Around the talks of what was happening when the Clippers and the Lakers were talking about how they're going to handle um, sitting out or finishing the season or whatever it was, and they he actually said, um, it was actually Doc Rivers who said. About Kawhi Leonard, he's calm. He made his points. Now listen to this. Everyone was very emotional. And Kawhi, he removes that component. And so I think a lot of times in emotional situations, especially during games, I can tell you, when you hear the calm voice, it sure sounds better. Now he was talking mm. about, he was, he was using it in reference to what happened over the last 72 hours. Uh, right. But, but also, that is something that we have lacked. Like to, to know oh, that yeah. this guy, to know that this guy, like in the first Chris Paul quarter, was never a calm leader. Oh my gosh, he was a little general. And and but this guy, we're talking it's about mosquitoes a situation and irritant. In seed yeah. in in the first quarter, we were only like in a one percent difference in shooting percentage with the Mavs. Kawhi Leonard oh, is a not very having even a great game. shooting, but in the second quarter, in the oh, yeah, second dude. quarter, we shot forty six percent. They shot thirty three percent. We got twenty eight rebounds. They got twenty rebounds. And all of a sudden. Look, it was still it was still a, a game at the half, but by the time we got three four minutes into the third quarter, you, it oh, just yeah. fell apart for the Mavs. You just started to see that Writing they weren't going to get wall. it done. It wasn't going to happen. Weak. And frankly, as someone who takes notes during the game because it's become a way yeah. for me to really like entrench myself in the game, um, mm -hmm. I literally stopped taking notes in the middle of the third quarter because it was like, well. That's that. And it was just a game. It was like just a game of it was just a game of eating too much spicy food. It was so much runs. It was so Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> it was so many clippers. Kawhi runs. Leonard is is the most prolific clipper playoff scorer ever, which I think yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. And Shamit Kawhi was, Leonard Shamit hit a nice three right there in the third quarter. How about Avicha Zubots? Avicha Zubots oh, and Paul boy. George combining for 30. Kawhi Leonard answering with 33. And then yeah. I'll tell you who was another great hero for us. And he was a bit of a goat, meaning, man, not greatest of all time, but he turned sure. into the goat, Reggie Jackson. Yeah, wow. he shook it. He looks, he looks well, doesn't he? He looks like he shook Reggie it Reggie Jackson, hit, he took nine three-point shots and hit five of them. I mean, he didn't hit exactly. Exactly no, 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 the threes no, he, went four he of needed seven. to hit. He went four of seven. He, his field goals were five of nine. But oh, still, pardon four, me, pardon four me, of seven, six pardon stack. me. That's that's even better. Excuse me, that's even better. He took seven three point shots hit and four. hit four of them. Yeah, better than fifty percent. And they 50%. were crucially and, timed. And don't threes. you think? Don't you think that what Paul George was going through and then talking to that? I mean, we talked so many times. I don't know this from anything Reggie Jackson said, but you could watch him two games ago. He looked like a oh. beaten man. He was suffering. Game one and two, he was just dialed oh, out. Game one, rough. he was he was it was horrible. But dude, talk about Zubots. The guy double doubled. He double doubled, and we said last game. You specifically said Zubots needs to be need getting more boards. I, need, I, I know. And he's the second. He yeah. had the second highest rebounds on the on the team. And frankly, and how about Kawhi with he fourteen on the rebounds? Glass. Oh yeah, fourteen rebounds oh, for Kawhi. Yeah. Eleven rebounds for Zubots. And look, we didn't need our prolific bench of Lou and Montrez. We just didn't need them. And they, they were there for intangibles. But Reggie Jackson really silenced all the haters. I just love the fact that we won so decisively 
with four guys in double digits, and it was never really in question, and especially in the second half, obviously. It really wasn't. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that Montrez's numbers are about him be- being late coming in at this point and getting warmed up, or do you really do you think it's – and he's stumbling in a way or he's trying to find it, or do you just think that Zubats is blossoming, and as a result of it, it's easy to – he's living in the shadow of Zoo right now. What do you think's going on there? Is, it, well, yeah, is, I is mean, Trez fine in the regular just... season. Trez got more minutes than Zubats, and it was driving nation bananas, which was yeah. crazy to me because I was like, "Hey, look, it's working!" And Trez is putting up a lot of great numbers. But when he was not there, they leaned heavily on Evicha Zubats, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So you're seeing Montrez with half as many minutes as Evicha Zubats, which is why you're seeing him with half as many. I mean, obviously less than that. But that's why he's not getting the point production is because he's not getting the minutes. Yeah. But you've seen in the past two games, Montrez is back. So he's there. If There's going to be games where he's going to win you a game or two or a series, and he's going to be leaned on. Right now, he's not He's not needed because Evicha Zubats is blossoming, like you said. He is the starting center. He's also the closing center right now. And that's oh, very like different that. isn't than it what we saw all regular season. Yeah. Isn't it great to see him closing the game, man? This is that is he the deserves it. That you are you're right about Clipper Nation and me too being hot about why is Zoo not getting more minutes. We talked about it on the clipcast many times, but but he closing a game is where we always had questions. And he's so great. He can shoot free throws, man. The dude can oh, shoot yeah, free dude. throws. He's like he's a, that's rare for a big guy. Not rare for a Euro big guy, but it's rare for a big guy. You know, I so remember it, you were upset Zubots was not getting the minutes, and I fought you tooth and nail. I said, especially at the Montrez Harrell is the closer. I, I no, fought man. you. We fought. We you, fought there are so many bigs. There have been so many bigs in the last 20 years of the NBA who could not be trusted in the final minutes. That's why they had Hackashack. Because they couldn't yes. shoot free throws, and Zoo is not that guy. Some of our guys. Uh, took we some... know it well with DeAndre Jordan. Couldn't oh hit his lord, free don't we? Uh, some of our guys took. I, some big I wonder. Paul I wonder. Forty each. That's a lot of minutes. I truly wonder if the Jazz or the Nuggets define the Zubats Harrell minute distribution, or is this just the new normal right now in the bubble and it's working? And who are we to try to? mess with it but look the beauty of Lou and Trez coming off the bench is they come off the bench if they're super hot right out of the gate you leave them in and if they're not okay go back on the bench they always get their they always get their chances to get hot uh, this 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 team is so deep the deal yeah I mean the when dip. Lou Williams when Lou Williams I you tell me last season you tell me if Lou Williams went one for nine last season, would we have been up 20 points for most of the second half? <laughs> Do you think that would have happened? In the playoffs. In the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, Trez and Lou combined for nine points, and we still win decisively. Yeah. I think everyone in the NBA is on alert. I think this is the Clipper team that everyone expected to see. I love the fact that Pat Beverly gets extra days off to heal he was not doubtful he was questionable or something they upgraded him to questionable so I thought maybe we might see him but we didn't but look this is astute coaching this is chess not checkers these guys knew okay we're going to be able to get through Dallas without having to use the defensive prowess of Patrick Beverly he still got the soreness they played him one game he was still stiff and and sore stiff and sore at the stiff and sore store he was still stiff and sore. What? Hold on. Find it. He was still stiff and sore. So they benched him. They said, no, you're not playing. DNP. And it worked. He got the rest that he needed, and we still pushed through. And I would have been pulling my hair out if we had to have a Game 7, but we don't have we to don't. have a Game 7. We don't. You it's know what's really fun? celebration, Clipper Nation. There, there's a little something, too. As, the, as they were starting to chip away, there was a period of time I wanted to say there, were, there was like – Ten and a half minutes left in the game, and then all of a sudden they were down nine. Yeah, they got down they were to single not, digits. Yeah, then they were down eight. When they were down yep. six, when the Mavs were down six, do you remember who came out and drained a huge three and then got our momentum turned back in the other direction? Reggie Jackson. No, you'd have to almost swear to say his name. 
Oh, gosh, sham it. Didn't he do it? He did it. Didn't he he do it? And he went 50% from three, and and that is his nine points, all three-pointers. And he had a big minutes total. He's looking great. Reggie Jackson has had a turnaround. At this point, you know, it was a big shock, and I freaked out when we found out Patrick Beverly wasn't playing and eventually would not really finish (laughs) out the series. But the truth is, and by the way, it it led to some bad games for us. But I feel as though we've figured out how to work around him. Um, and that's big for us. You can't just rely. You can't rely on a non-scorer to save your 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 finals championship hopes. You can't rely on that. You can rely on a sh- scorer. If you're, if you're talking about, you know, LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard or someone with the, gets the ball in their hands and scores and you're relying on them to win the great game, great. But, but a pesky defender is not the guy who's going to win the game because you have to score points. So the fact that they figured out a way to work around him is amazing. The fact that they could rest him. We were screaming, like, why is he not playing? Well, Oh, yeah. I thought for sure he'd play him. when it was 2-2. When it was 2-2, I Me thought, too. oh, game five for sure. Me too. For sure. And we were wrong. And look at what happened. Look at game five and game six. Those were those were the two biggest W's, I, I believe. Because game one, we were down at the half, remember, and we won. Let me tell you this, Hank. The Dallas Mavericks beat us in four quarters of basketball only once this series. We went we went three and zero versus Dallas. So all year long, the Dallas Mavericks only beat us in four quarters of actual basketball once. They tied us once in a game they would eventually win in overtime. They beat us once, and we just beat them every other game all season long. It was never in question. The staff believed that the players believed the fans. Man, oh man, it's like a different world from that 2-2 series when everybody was throwing the Clippers under the bus. That was like 10 years ago, and here we are in round two just waiting for our opponent. Oh, I'm even more excited. Speaking of waiting for our opponent, I am so happy for you, listener. Oh, thank you. Take a moment. Yes, Take a moment, listener. You know that great meme of Vince McMahon the world wrestling entertainment strutting into the stadium that that runs around. Sure. I want you to hike your pants up and strut oh. around the neighborhood, around like the living room, yeah. the office. And in here, it's not Clock only great. Toot your horn. It's not toot only great that our opponent has one more game because they're going to be extra tired 40, you know, sure. 92, 96 hours from now when we play them. It's also great because you get a <laughs> yes. you get a couple of extra days of that sweet, sweet peacock. Sweet strut. Yes, sweet, strut it sweet out. peacock and strutting. Now, I'm going to do something. We I'm gonna, are I'm, I'm gonna throw a curveball. In the Elite Eight, only Los Angeles basketball has advanced in the West, as, as, as my studies have indicated. Only <laughs> Los Angeles basketball teams have moved on in the West. And welcome to the Elite eight Los Angeles basketball, but specifically Clipper Nation. We are here in the elite eight of professional basketball, hungry for our first ever final four. Oh, we want it, but let's it not comes, but let's not get let's not get, get ahead, ahead of, of ourselves. ourselves. First I want to talk about Hank's player of the series. Oh. Oh my oh. dip. Oh now, sweet heavenly dip. Now it's H P O S. I mean, come on. And H is a P O S. Many times I have been called a P O S, which I assume is player <laughs> of the series. Glorious H D. <laughs> you are a P O S. People are like Henry Dimon's a total P O S, and I'm like player of the series. Thanks, bro. <laughs> That's uh, not what we meant. Gosh, <laughs> sham it. Um, Landry Charnett. Look, this is an easy pick to make, but I have a, a really course. quick. I have a really quick stat line to back it up. In these hit me t- in these 2019-2020 playoffs, if you look at the top three stats, we will call them points per game, rebounds per game, and assists per game average. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, one man five steals is averaging 14 points per game more than the next Clipper. One man is oh, averaging wow. over three rebounds more than the next Clipper and oh, averaging wow. one more uh, uh, point nine. We'll call it one more assist sure. per game oh, than the next Clipper, wow. and that is Kawhi Leonard. He wow, has 32.8 wow, wow. points average. Paul George, 18.5. Ten point, which is still which is still nice average. Ten point two rebounds per game. Ivica Zubats seven. Wow. 
Kawhi wow. Leonard, 5.2 assists per game. Lou Williams, 4.3. Paul George, 4. So to me, the player wow. of this series, wow. it's an easy call to make, and that is what really pushes him already onto the – and listen, here's the thing. When you're a Clippers team who has never made the Western Conference Finals, yes, a really great yeah. showing in the first round of the playoffs can put you on Mount Rushmore. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, not only it's that, enough. but they – they locked in the two seed, which is the greatest seeding in franchise history. Kawhi Leonard did something that no other Clipper coached by Doc Rivers has ever done, led a team to advancing in a series in less than seven. Right there, those two things change everything. But then also the fact that he's one of three guys ever, and I know that's with other squads, but one of three guys ever to be NBA Finals MVP on multiple teams, and it Keep going. Keep cooking. He's going to do it on a third team, just like my man Lou Williams is going to get the fourth six-man-of-the-year award. I just know he is, and he's going to be the only guy to ever do it, and he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. And Kawhi Leonard sure is going to go to the Hall of Fame. And Kawhi Leonard is also 100% my Hanks player of the series. No, without you argument. don't get to do that. That's my We thing. agree 100%. No, no not, not only do we agree that – I am 100% better at Hank's player of the no, series labeling than you are. it's my thing. I know, but you're a real POS, Hank, and it, oh, the sooner the you series? admit that. No, oh, that's I not admit, what I'm it stands the for. The series. Uh, let me, oh, there, HPOS, handsome player of the series. <laughs> there's another, I just there's, assume the H is for a, handsome. Yes, Hank. There, there is a <laughs> – that's, that's really funny – the handsome player of the series. I'm just gonna I'm just yes, gonna live in that. Uh, there's one HBOS. more. There's one more insight that came from again reading from uh, reading this uh, L.A. Times article by Greif or Grief, however you yes, say. Yes, Andrew, the great Andrew Greif. Good grief. Uh, uh, of all the Charlie in Browns in the world, he's in the this, Charlie Browniest. In this nutso series, I mean, really think yeah. about what this series was. You came out of a five month layoff. There's, oh, crazy. There's 16 texts in the series. There's all kinds oh, of yeah. scandal around Marcus Morris, a three-day stoppage. You're also dealing ejected. with a stolen spotlight of Doncic and how amazing he is at losing, but with great numbers. And through all of that, Kawhi Leonard averaged almost 33 points a game. And in that sweet, oh, yeah. everyone talks, I want to really hammer this into our heads for a second, because we're always talking hammer about it. Kawhi Leonard's mid-range shot. In yeah, this series, between 8 mm. and 16 feet, he made 74% of those mid-range shots. Good God. Good Christmas 74%. And I mean, I wow. again, again, shout out to, to Greif because I w did not catch that overall stat because I'm not looking at the oh, breakdowns wow. of where the shots are. That's an incredible percentage. Um, and maybe, maybe this Sick. is what happens when a dude is a champion in an NBA Finals MVP and he's all the, of he's that. He's the winningest. But maybe he has the best winning percentage is. of all NBA players ever. I heard that stat. He literally has won the most of any player. He has the highest win percentage of any player in NBA history. That is that is mind-boggling, and he's our guy, and that's why he is without a doubt on the Clipper Mount Rushmore. Who will join him? As soon as we get to the Western Conference Finals, by the way, one would argue that you could just wipe clean the entire Mount Rushmore and just put four brand new s no, smiling you, faces. That's, that's the that spits in the face of what a Mount Rushmore is. It, just because I know you don't I do know. that. You don't do Bob that. Bob McAdoo was MVP. Blake Griffin. Sven I get it. I get it. Sven Nader. Oh, Bob stop. McAdoo. Sven Blake McAdoo. Griffin. Blake Griffin. That's Kawhi it. Leonard. And that is it. Sam Kawhi Leonard. Or Doc Rivers. Uh, Nah, you got Doc do, Rivers, Blake Griffin, Bob, Bob. He was, he was. It's got to be. A, I know, but he's got no. It's gonna literally so Sam Cassell, Elton Brand. We're not gonna know until we have that chip because yeah, we're we, not we can't, gonna we shouldn't know. do this again. If you want to go back and listen to our Mount Rushmore, you can with the with the locked on. Yeah, clip locked on Clipcast, the most recent one. Hey, Buddy, it is great. To, every day is a gift them. in the NBA playoffs, and and I love your take on. The fact that we get a couple extra days to strut around strut like it out, peacocks. Clipper Nation. Because look, because listen, I will say this from watching a little bit of tonight's game or last night's game versus Utah and Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it was just a a crazy, dirty, old fashioned bananas shootout. Shootout. They can shoot shootout. 
the ball. Um, I, I just did either did either team score over a hundred and fifty points, Hank? Oh, uh, certainly not one hundred and fifty-four, my <laughs> no, brother. No, we did not. No, I think it's. All right, I'm, so you I'm starting see, to feel so, like it's going to be Utah. Yeah, and and that what's crazy is I'm starting to feel like it's going to be Denver, and oh, I was they sitting won there telling Denver you, won Jazz, Jazz, Jazz. I, I the Den- Denver's won I think two in a row now. Yeah, Denver. Denver was down, but not out, and they've won two in a row, I believe. I, I, who cares? This is not Nugcast. But regardless, I thought for Sometimes sure it, it was going to be <laughs> Spider Man and Donovan Mitchell. But I also think the better story is getting playoff revenge versus Utah Jazz. And then, uh, you know, look, they're the six seed. You know, if you had to pick between playing the six seed and the three seed, wouldn't you just pick the six seed? every time but look i don't have my season series records in front of me like i will next time i don't know my gut always said it was going to be the jazz now that the denver nuggets have done the unthinkable and forced them to seven and are literally playing some of them to stay together as a team because if you're the denver nuggets and you get knocked out of round one after last season getting knocked out of round two as the two seed you got to shake them up. You got to fire people. You got to trade people if they get knocked out of round one. And here's the thing no matter who gets past that game seven, that team's getting knocked out of round two by the Clippers. And I actually like the Clippers now, now that I've seen them with this series in the, in the, in the rear view. Holy crap, have we just looked fantastic these past two games. So I like the Clippers in four, or certainly the Clippers in five in round two. I think round two is going to actually be easier for these Los Angeles Clippers because we're finally dialed in and firing on all Fort Wayne Pistons. Well, yeah, man, we we also also really were, I don't mean to keep coming back to this, but we really were relying on Patrick Beverly to turn the energy of the team around. um, And we lost him at the exact moment that Paul George was suffering. Um, yes. And look, Marcus Morris stepped up really big for us, but the, when sure. we, right, right, when we, right when we desperately... Well, Avicii was more of a slow build, right? He really, he, like, he was getting better and better, but he didn't suddenly have... A, you know, a huge game when we... I would when argue that down. Zubats... He's, he's been building. I would argue that Zubats... Obviously... Obviously, Kawhi is steady Eddie. We've labeled him this, and he's sure. the rock. He was the most consistent guy. But I, I would argue that Marcus Morris and Ivica yeah. Zubats were two and three. Most Agreed. steady, most reliable. Those yeah. three. But at and the point, who the, the point hell we, would have picked that but for listen, your big man, three going in? But at the point where we lost, at the point where we lost our starting point guard, the next two guards we needed to step up started off very next cold. man now up. They, they have righted themselves, but Reggie and Landry did not have good games right out the gate. And so no. now I sort of feel like we have found our footing around yes. whatever our Pat Beverly situation is, because he's certainly not going to oh, go from not play. playing. He's not, but yeah, but he's not going to go from not playing to playing 35 minutes. He's going to have sure, limited have minutes minute when he comes back. Restrictions. He'll have minute yeah. restrictions. Hank, so guys sure. are, oh, sure. Oh, so sure. guys are looking nice. I like the way we look. I'm excited to. The story I'm that I would really like take some days off. The story that I would very much like to see happen is get revenge and beat the Jazz in round two. I mean, handily beat them, and then obviously the story everyone wants is L.A. versus L.A. in the Western Conference. But I'm a Clipper fan, not a fan of Los Angeles basketball. I'm a fan of Los Angeles Clipper basketball. And I'm a fan of the city of I Los want, Angeles. I love the city of L.A. The story that I want is revenge against the Houston Rockets for round two. So I want the Rockets oh. to win. I want the Rockets to beat the Lakers and shock the world. And then I want to beat cuckoo Russell Westbrook and James Fear the Deer Beard, oh, whatever so his good, name dude. is, Harden. So and I want to take I want to take the Clippers to that beard and shave him down like a newborn's baby's bottom. <laughs> you think of the Clippers win? They, do you think that if the Clippers win, they get to hold James Harden? Let me ask you if you really think this. Do you, Marcus Chris Morris Wild, will do it. Chris Wild, yeah. Do you think that uh-huh. it is the Clippers' right? Be honest. Yes. If they beat, I do. The Rockets to hold James Harden yes. down and shave his. I don't. That's not the card. They don't get to shave his beard because they beat him in the in the playoffs. That's not the way it works. You don't. I think just that. read this. I just read this from Andrew Grief or Grife in the Los Angeles Timmes or Times. I'm not sure how to pronounce <laughs> either of those words, but I just read Great that bit. Boban is sticking around the bubble. Because he is so confident that the Rockets are going to get past the L word 
and that the Clippers are going to get past whoever, and that Boban himself wants to hold down James Harden while Marcus Morris uses Clippers on his beard. That's what I read in the Los Angeles Timess by Andrew Grief. He wants to trim them. Uh, Clippers, Clipper Nation, Clippers Nation, I hope great that you w, great just w. really embrace it. Yes. Uh, Clippers, Clippers, Clippers Nation. Nation. <laughs> this one is for you, Clippers Remember that Nation. Remember that episode? Yes, uh, yes. You and I never let a bit die. Okay, never so do. here we are, never months do. later, Clippers months. Nation. Uh, I we hope that you we hope you have loved following us along this first round. We ain't done yet. I know. Listen, I know Clippers feels like we should be done with the playoffs because the first round is over. But here's the surprise: we're going to the yeah. second round. And so get your rest, pick your favorite jersey. Hey, and by the way, if you had a jersey that when you won, it felt like you we won more games. When you wore it, it felt like we won more games. Keep wearing it. Wear that one. Keep wearing that that jersey. We need you to. Wear that one. Uh, My my favorite Clippers beer glass that has a glass basketball in the stem that I showed when we were doing the hot mic games. Um, Yeah. I kept showing as we were losing games. It tipped over in the sink when I was cleaning my guest house after a game and shattered. It was heartbreaking. Uh oh. But then oh, we just no. but then we just started winning games. Oh, we haven't lost since the glass shattered. We haven't lost since the glass shattered, I don't think. One would argue that if we hypothetically were to lose again, which clearly we're never going to ever I have again to break another glass? glass shattered. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will. I'll but, do it. but seriously, Clippers Nation. I just want to remind you, we came into the playoffs at the two seats, something we've never done. We just won a playoff series in less than seven under the coaching prowess of former coaching champion Doc Rivers, which we've never done. Here we are in round two. We've never won a round two. Hoot, man. Yeah, that's right. We're going to right now. And we're going to do it in less than seven. we go. Yes, we are. Absolutely less than seven. 100% less than seven. Kawhi Leonard, man, you are the best. Congratulations, Clippers Nation, because he is ours. That guy is our guy. Kawhi Leonard is so damn impressive. He's such a stone-cold killer. He does it with such silence and such grace. Oh, my God, I love him. All right, Hank, well, I'm I'm going to say we should sound a triumphant playoff series winning horn. We did it. Pat yourself on the back, everybody, especially you, H., you know what, Hank? You're my Hank's Clipcaster of the series. Oh, you're and my buddy, you're H-C-O-S. my giant POS, and you're a giant POS yourself, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought for some reason you were gonna go, and you know what, Chris? You're a giant dog's butt. You are a dog's butt. Like for some reason, I was like, he's gonna call me a dog's butt right now. But I a PO, I'll take a POS. Hey, I'll buddy. take, I'll take a, I'll take a handsome player of the series. Well, you know you know me so well, but maybe not entirely well because I didn't go that way. But I will say this: toot toot, Clipper Nation, toot toot. Uh, a toot toot, Brute. All right, let's uh, let's sound the horn, you salty dog's butt. Oh, good. Feels good. Good times. Great cast, buddy. That was a great cast. Here's what I liked about that cast. 